So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reet Entertainment Podcast, episode 93 for February 26, 2017. My name is Nathan Reet Sprith and joining me this week we have Andrew Roa McVane. I am here. And Connor, the cyberpunk monk Besh. Hey, I remembered we're doing it this week. I almost said Nemesis. Almost. I noticed. Close. Good, good catch. So, so Aro, what games have you been playing this week? Well, um, I got Tabletop Simulator last night. Uh, we played that a little. And that's, that's some good stuff. They got a lot of, uh, a lot of free stuff on the, uh, on the workshop on the on the workshop that like there's even a couple of things that like they they have entire editions of D&D on there and and Pathfinder and like you're supposed to buy those as DLC but they can go fuck themselves right right uh, and and they and, have um they also have a uh we played Cards Against Humanity yeah yeah they got Cards Against Humanity um they've got uh this betrayal on the house on the hill uh, something like that. Those like some of my favorite games. Why was I not informed? It was fun. It was fun. You should have played with us. Yeah, I mean, we. I've I've kind of been doing this thing with uh, my wife every Friday for the past few weeks, where we'll play something. Um, usually, her sister's involved, but uh, that it wasn't the case this Friday, where we played uh, Astroneer for several hours and. I I think that that game has the potential to be the next like Minecraft slash like No Man's Sky kind of thing. Um, I don't know how big it's going to get because obviously those games are becoming a dime a dozen now. It's it's like a continuation of the survival genre, but <clears throat> the survival stuff is really downplayed and it's really just about like building out your base and and gaining new elements in the tech tree and whatnot. I'm excited to see where it goes. As of right now, I don't think it's worth the $20 that I paid for it, to be honest. Um, but I think that once they get it to the point where like maybe there's a there's a goal or something like that, then then it'd be worth it. Like even if it was the current thing it's just the fact that there's nothing really driving you forward other than getting new research that uh, I, I think is, is the major flaw in it. Oh. Um, and the, the only other thing major, because I played this this like grand strategy game demo uh, called Real Politics, but it wasn't it, like it's too complicated and I I haven't <laughs> I haven't finished the tutorial yet. Just like real so. politics. <clears throat> yeah. So the only other thing was a uh, was a free game on Steam, which I don't know how you. Why would you put a free game on Steam? How does that even work? Like no one makes money there. But in any case, uh, it's called We Were Here. I believe my wife is playing that right now upstairs. Um, my phone just went off. Um, I think I saw that. I think I saw you play that a little. Uh, you might. You, yeah, I think you you might have joined in during the. Oh, was that we streaming? streaming? Yeah. And um, it's a very interesting idea, and it's it's another another game in this genre that I don't think has enough games in it. Of uh, FMV, it, it, no, oh. that that's true. <laughs> but it's it's this uh, asymmetrical co-op kind of thing is is I think the best way to put it, where one player and and, and the other player. Are having goddamn! I can't talk. Are having your throats be filled up with phlegm? That's what yeah. I think it's. I think I just ate, and that usually is what happens. Yeah. Um, but it's it. One player and the other player are having completely different experiences, but they're working together to solve puzzles. Like it, it's it's a really cool concept. One player is the librarian in this case, where basically they have all the solutions to all the puzzles. And the other player is the explorer who's going around actually encountering these puzzles. And they have to kind of commute with, communicate with each other 
to because that's the only the only way to to communicate is through voice chat. So you just have to like talk to each other and work out the solutions to to each puzzle. And it's a really cool idea and I, I like it a lot. Um there's only like one other game that I can think of that has that and I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's one player is the is the hacker and the other player is the spy. Oh. And um, like it just plays like a like a like a regular stealth it, third it, person shooter. It kind of reminds me of um, uh, keep talking and no nobody explodes. Yeah, so that that's another one that is really compelling. Uh, Clandestine was a game I was thinking of. Oh, okay. and like one player is playing like just a regular third person stealth game, but the other player is the hacker in the ear who's like got this whole hacking interface up and can see security cameras and all this other shit. And it's, it's this really awesome, like a concept where we're like, you're, you're supporting each other because like the spy has to be able to put back doors into physical security systems so that the hacker can, can go in and do what they need to do to get the spy into the next step. And like the, the hackers watching cameras and whatnot while the spies trying to sneak through places. Like it's so smart. And I, I want more games like that where the co-op isn't just both of you are playing the same game and, and working together. It's you're both playing different games, but you're assisting each other at the same time. Oh, yeah, that sounds it's interesting, but it'd be difficult to design around, I would think. Yeah, almost and, definitely. And it's not going to be if you make a game like that, it's not going to be a triple A title, most likely. So yeah. you're 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 not gonna see like EA jumping in on that. For some reason, big name developers don't like big asymmetrical name? gameplay. Big big name developers don't oh, like okay. uh, asymmetrical uh, gameplay. So yeah. I think you're pretty excited for the uh, the the Star Trek VR game. I I, think, I am. Yeah, I think we both are. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish I had I would, a Vive, honestly, but it it's coming out on PSVR. Is it? See, yeah, that's gonna be four hundred dollars like, still. Like, I know, and I'm like, I'm because I I've talked. Did I get to talk about PSVR on here? No, because I because I played it. Oh, did you? I my uh, my wife's brother got it. Oh, steal and it and give it to me. It's <laughs> I I started tearing up in a couple of in a couple of moments because of how amazing it is. Oh yeah, it's um. I don't know even how to describe it other than it's just like it's it's as close to uncanny valley I think as we've gotten in terms of realism. Even um, more with, so with, than the with, Vive or Oculus. I haven't played those yet. That's okay. the thing. So, See, but I'm yeah. Go ahead, dude. I'm saying in terms of like just the way games are now and and VR in general. I, I like with that being my first experience in VR, even it, it was just like mind blowing. So knowing that that's the worst that VR has to offer supposedly is just fucking amazing to me. Yeah, I really want uh, I, I want the vibe. So the good thing about the Star Trek VR game, though, is they're working to make it compatible between Oculus, the Vive and the PS4. So it doesn't matter which. VR you have, you'll still be able to play with your friends. Uh, Eve Valkyrie does that too. Yeah. 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 Um, so are those all the games you played this week? Um, oh, yeah, we can stop there. And Connor, what games have you played? Uh, I got a pretty comprehensive list actually. Ooh. So I ended up buying a new 3DS a while ago, it, you know, at least since the last time I was on the podcast, just to deal with the the, the almost two hour commute that I have to oh, and from work Christ. each day. Anyway, go on. Yeah. It, uh, so I've been playing uh, Pokemon Sun, which I, I don't know. I just I don't get into Pokemon games anymore. I originally bought it because one of my best friends was playing through Moon. The idea was we were going to be trading back and forth. And, you know, right when I was dropping my mic, right when I was starting to play was when he was finishing up. So, you know, I got my uh, I got my my Gengar and my Alakazam early. But then it was basically me playing on my own with a super overpowered team. It, you know, ruined the experience a little bit. I'm still trying to chug through it, but I just got no motivation. And with that no motivation, I'm playing through Majora's Mask 3D again, which is always a uh, 
nostalgic trip down memory lane. And it's just, I mean, that's like Final Fantasy VI for me. I could play it basically step by step in my head if I needed to. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a lot of Rocksmith lately. I bought a new guitar. It's a BC Rich Warlock. Ooh. And that it's awesome. I, uh, I not having had a nice thing before like this, uh, as far as guitars are concerned, it's definitely a nice upgrade. <laughs> My guitar doesn't buzz anymore. It's great. Yay. I've uh, been playing a lot of Fallout 4 because I'm finally getting to the Far Harbor DLC. I know I'm super late on that. And I've been playing a whole bunch of Titanfall 2. They released their latest update uh, just you know, a couple of days ago as of when this video will be posted up. I call it a video. It's a podcast. It will be uh, a video, where, though. Right. They uh, they completely overhauled the matchmaking system. System, if I could talk. <laughs> and Pardon me, I'm having a stroke. Uh, so it's really easy to make playlists customized and exactly what you want to play. Okay. Uh, I.e. I've been playing a lot of attrition and capture the flag, and it will just find me games as I'm waiting. Whatever's there is what you get hopped into. Oh, okay, cool. And then you and I played Payday. And Overwatch. And Overwatch. We played a little bit of Overwatch. We were having a bad night, though. Yeah, we were. So uh, are you done with, with all that you've spoken about? All the games you played? No. Okay. Uh, I've been DMing Shadowrun <laughs> games on Sundays. That's been amazing because not only am I playing, but I'm DMing. And uh, I are you streaming that? Well, no, but I've been considering no, it. No, no, you're you G, you're GMing. Shut oh, up. There's a difference. Shut Good. up. <laughs> uh, so that's been amazing. I've been trying to get my uh, my Pathfinder going with the people that I've been doing that project with for like a year now, and that's uh, I don't know. It's it's rough. Yeah, it's really hard to get a group of adults together to play a game consistently. It is. It really that's, is. Trying to get Aroa to do that. anything, it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anything else, Connor? Yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot of Sudoku. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing through. So I've I used to work for a website called Lucifer.com. I'm back there as well. So I've got this my website and then i also have lucifer.com i'm doing i'm their streaming editor over there so three times a week i am doing um a game on their stream on the lucifer.com stream so that is lost odyssey i'm playing through lost odyssey over there so it's just a, so in other words they're really hard up for people yeah pretty much so <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've been playing through lost odyssey i like lost odyssey a lot i've haven't really had a reason to play through it other than, you know, I want to play through it, and then I never get to it. So I started playing that a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago, and I'm really liking it. I, it's a really good game, and I totally have not cried during it at all. Never. Not not even a Did little. Did you do it on stream? Yes. Just I just teared up a little bit, okay? It's a good fucking <laughs> game. <laughs> no! No! Sakura-san! No! <laughs> no, no. Uh, some of the, some of the stories that they have in there for the, the dream sequences are really good. And, uh, it's all the same pretty much. It's yeah. You know, your, your character meets up with this person and they grow really close and then they die and you're still alive and you can never die. It's like, it's like backwards call of duty. Yeah. And so you just see all of your friends around you eventually perish. It's a really cool concept. Yeah. So there's that. And also during the gameplay, they incorporate the immortality in the gameplay. So you have two immortal characters at the beginning called uh, Seth and Kaim. And then you also get more later on. But the first boss fight I had, Kaim went down. And you can either use uh, like an angel's plume, which is like a, a phoenix down. Or after a few turns of him being down, he'll resurrect himself because he's immortal, so he can't die. So if you're if if everyone goes down, you lose the game. But if one of the immortals goes down and you can keep the other people alive, then that immortal will come back to life. So that's pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah, I've also I got a PlayStation Four. So I played Overwatch on PlayStation 4, and I am really good at the console version of Overwatch. Like, it's for pussies. Yeah, probably. I had 35 eliminations. So that was pretty nice. I also played, uh, I got 
Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, which, again, is a very good game for the PlayStation 4. You would hate it, Aroa. Probably. Uh, yeah. Connor might like it. You, you. It depends. He says he doesn't like Pokemon, so it's pretty much like Pokemon. It just has a more... Uh, it has a different story. You're not, like, fighting gym leaders and all that jazz. But well, it's not that I don't like Pokemon. You know, these are games I've been playing since I was a kid. Right. Uh, it's just I, I'm bored with the formula. And that they makes change sense. it up real good in the new games, and I just it's not interesting enough. Yeah. Um, but then again, I'm complaining about a game where I'm definitely not the demographic for anymore. So right, you know, take all. I, I don't know games. about uh, I don't know about that. I think Nintendo realizes that a lot of the people playing those games are growing up. They just think that they all want more of the same, and maybe well, they do. Yeah, I mean, the for, for sales like, numbers don't lie. The darkest Pokemon I've ever played. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that Yokai Watch is what they're using to go for the the really young kids. Yeah. Um, Please be a little bit louder, Connor. So, um, what else? Uh, Payday. We played a little bit of Payday yesterday. We did pretty well. Uh, it would have been nice if we had one or two more people playing. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and uh, Connor and I are really good at stealthing one of the one of the maps. Well, it's like, you know, nine, because uh, there's there's bank heist, there's gold heist, there's deposit heist. So, yeah, I get uh, there's cash heist. So I guess there's four. Right, right. They're I'm, all I'm the same. That game. I'm just a little rusty right now. Yeah, it's been a while. And then um, I played the tabletop simulator with Aurora. And yeah. we've played Cards Against Humanity for a while, which they have a really cool board for it that... Uh, was really really fun to play actually, and it would be neat if I could get that board in real life. So maybe maybe one day. You should uh pay me the materials and the shipping costs, and I could do that for you. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That'd be a pretty big thing to like 3D print. Yeah, it would. Yeah, uh, it would. I was like, you know, thinking of using materials. Oh, wood. oh, actually oh, yeah. building it. Oh wow, no, no. I would not do that. I might play. I might pay for building costs, but I'm going to be in Illinois in November anyway. So that's right. Right. So yeah, that's all the games I played this week. Let's move on to some uh, some stories. We actually have quite a few stories to talk about this week, such as Jim Sterling kind of prevailing in a lawsuit with digital homicide. We talked about this earlier in the not year but last year sometime digital homicide was pissed off because jim sterling makes jim sterling makes fun of all of their games because they suck so they took jim sterling to court and they have dropped the case with prejudice um can you describe what you think that means Aurora? um well i know what it means because i uh i listened to a lawyer talk about this okay um so basically what it was is they motioned for uh, everything to for the case to be dismissed. Uh, well, I think it was uh, Sterling did. Right, um, of course. Yeah. They, they motioned for the case to be dismissed with prejudice. Uh, and Digital Homicide, well, the guy, uh, agreed. And what that means is that uh, obviously the case is, is over. It's done now. Um, but the key is that it's with prejudice, which basically means that they can't sue for this ever again. Right. And also means that no side has to pay the other side's court fees. Oh, okay. So basically this was, this was Jim Sterling going, look, I think we both know that you're fucked. <laughs> I, I'll be the bigger man here and let you go free. And and we could forget this ever happened. We can move on with our lives, right? And digital homicide guy said, "Fuck it, all right," because I think he realized how fucking stupid that everything was getting. Right, like he had no case at that point, and he well, was just bullshitting. Well, and that's the the good thing about fair use is that everything Jim Sterling did, whether he was attacking them or not was within fair use so and well it, and that wasn't even the thing is like at this point digital homicide guy was suing for for damages and and shit 
and like like basically saying that Jim Sterling had a fucking had a, a negative impact on the well, business. What 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 am I trying? Had like a witch hunt going for this guy, like he, that he was leading a small army to just destroy. Uh, what's his name? James Romine. Uh, right, right. trying to destroy his life, and it was complete bullshit. Like he he had a he had libel in there, like fucking. <laughs> it's not. It wasn't even a matter of copyright infringement anymore. Like this was this was like super serious fucking allegations and it was all horseshit. It's really hard to win a libel case actually. So. I, would, I would imagine considering like you you have to you have to basically convince somebody that there was real damage caused as a result purely of the written statement about your life and not like because y- your life actually is just fucked. Right. And uh, another thing about it is that if he tried to argue that there were damages done under the company by Jim Sterling, re- Sterling re- releasing these videos or uh, articles, uh, that's incorrect because it's actually been proven that if a popular person like Jim Sterling reviews your game or plays your game on stream or something like that, even if it's dog shit, it's actually going to have more interest in the game. So more people are going to go buy the game, even if it's shit. Yep. So uh, that's what happened with uh, the Nostalgia Critic when he did the review of The Room. The people actually had that movie, uh, the review, taken down from YouTube or whatnot because they're like, oh, it's not within fair use. But the interest in that movie spiked once he reviewed it so skyrocketed absolutely skyrocketed so actually tommy iso should be thankful well he he was yeah that was that was the thing about that whole ordeal was that uh why had no idea what had happened oh really yeah no it was just some guy acting within the the so-called like why studios or whatever um who had done all of that and when YSO found out about it, he had no idea who Nostalgia Critic even was or what had even happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, well, you know, thankful. I think that review got taken back up. and it, it was. A lot of people really hate that movie, but they a lot of people also watch that movie because of how bad it is. Um, and same thing with Digital Homicide. They released terrible games. I can't remember the names of any of them. It doesn't even matter anymore. No. No, it doesn't. Are are they still going to be releasing games? Do you know? I would be surprised if that man even has a house left. <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, but yes, so Jim Sterling won. That's the end of this. That's the last time we're going to talk about this on the Reaton Entertainment Podcast. And we're going to move on to the Nintendo Switch. Yay, super excited. Everyone's excited. Right, right, guys. Everyone. I mean, I'm I'm hyped for Zelda, but yeah, yeah. What I've seen of Breath of the Wild is amazing, but be a little bit louder. Sorry, Uh, is this better? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not going to be able to be excited about the Switch until I can actually get my hands on it. Which, as we know, Nintendo is notorious for not being able to stock anything appropriately. So I'm guessing that's going to be a couple months down the road, and I just don't. Friday, I think. Did you? Were you one of the few who can get to the pre-orders in time? Yep, I think they already charged my bank account for it. Ah, that's exciting. Yeah, but so, yes, I, I want one. It looks amazing. I just, eh. Yeah, it it does look great. Um, I like, and and this would be really good for you because you travel from, you know, you have that two-hour commute. So being able, yeah, it's to pretty play, much made for you. Yeah, being able to play. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I know it only has like a two and a half hour battery life. That's a half uh, hour more than I need, baby. Yeah. So, but you know, being able to play Breath of the Wild on that train ride would be really good for you. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, good thing about the Nintendo Switch, though. Uh, right now it only has not that this isn't good, but right now it only has thirty-two gigs of onboard storage. Onboard storage. Uh, which you can expand with a standard SD card, which is, or micro SD card, which is 
really good because using the proprietary shit for the Nite- or for the Sony Vita, awful. So yeah. anyway, um, with the physical carts, you actually don't require a mandatory install. So other than I'm believing like updates or anything like that, you're not going to actually have to install anything onto the uh, storage if you buy a physical copy. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I think it's awesome. Well, I would fucking hope so. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice if they were uh, similar to the 3DS uh, carts, but probably what do you not. Mean? Uh, yeah, what do you mean by that? It, it would be nice if you could play like... I, I want to have backwards compatibility, but you can't do do that with the Switch and the 3DS because of the two screens. That's what oh. I was getting at. That wouldn't work. No. No, it wouldn't, sadly. Unless they did some weird uh like positioning of the screens where it was like because that, no, emula- that would, the, it would be it would be awful no matter how they did it. It would be. It would be. I played I played a DS emulator on my computer and it was really awkward to play. Yeah, I, there are some games that work okay on that, like uh, the Castlevania games and like Scribble Nuts, but anything that extensively uses the touchscreen is impossible. Right. It it really is. Unless unless you have like a surface, I guess. And then you could actually have a touch screen. I guess it's going okay. way out of your way to get an emulator working though. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. So now neither of you have the switch pre ordered, do you? Nope. Nope. Losers. That's what you are. I just Losers. bought a guitar. I don't have switch money right now. That's true. That's true. How much did your guitar cost? Uh, I actually got a pretty good deal on it. it was Only $17,000. No, it was just under two fifty, but I, I didn't have to go to a store to pick it up. It was delivered to me. That's good. Brand's making new, and I, I like it. It's amazing, and I have string burn on my fingers right now, That's which good. is not so amazing. That's good. That's good. It means you're uh, learning, right? Yeah. I am better now character. than I've ever been before. Yeah. Uh, and another thing, there was another thing about the Nintendo Switch. Ah, there we go. Nintendo Switch won't have a virtual console at launch. The fuck, Nintendo? Yeah. Come I, on. I don't even know how, what, what are they doing with that? Like, how do you fuck that up? I don't know. I, of I don't... all the fucking things. See, here's what I want. Uh, and, you know, stick with me if you think this is a good idea. I have some virtual console stuff that I bought for the 3DS, and if I'm getting a Switch, it'd be kind of cool that when they get the service up, are we going to be able to port everything over? Or are you going to need? I doubt it. Switch exclusive stuff. I I definitely doubt it. That um, you couldn't move anything from the Wii uh, over, as far as I know, like as far as virtual console games go. Like you could you could put you you could move your Wii stuff like into the Wii mode on the Wii U, but that was it. Um, if you bought a virtual console game that was on the Wii on the 3DS, you just had to play it on your on your 3DS. Like it, it didn't it didn't go both ways there. It didn't carry over onto the Wii U. Like if you bought a 3DS virtual console game and it was also on Wii U, you could only play it on your 3DS. You had to buy it again on the Wii U if you wanted to. Like yeah, in that case, I'm yeah. not even excited for the virtual console to kick back up. I, I think yeah, that they have. I think they have said that with future virtual console things, it will go between systems. Have they? Because I haven't, like, as far as I know, Nintendo's still going, no. Uh, they, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the article I read said that they, they were open to the idea, but we'll have to see, basically. Oh, nope. Um, yeah. So it's, and it's not even going to have the eShop when the shop, when it launches. Wait. They're not even going to have digital anything? Okay, so it says, uh, even the eShop isn't debuting in finished form. Nintendo said that accessing the digital storefront will require a day, a day, a launch day software update that downloads oh. in the background, and it's designed to install quickly. So it doesn't even have it when you buy the console. You have to download the eShop. So it's it's like the, the Wii U, where it was basically non-functional out of the box. Yeah, exactly, which is retarded actually i think yeah. it's retarded they should uh, they should know uh, they should know they've they've been in business for 
fucking over a hundred years. They should know how to release something. Just just release an unfinished product. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um and, and it's so weird that they're not having a virtual console. Now virtual console, I don't know if you guys know this, usually sucks balls compared to like even emulation on a computer. And so if you look at um and what I mean is if you look at the uh like the graphics quality, it's usually a lot darker and the colors don't pop as well as they should on uh <laughs> on like an actual Nintendo or even on an emulator. So, uh if you guys watched My Life in Gaming, they they go over it a lot and they're like, "Yeah, the virtual console sucks." compared to uh, using an R- RGB mod on a regular Nintendo or even using an emulator. So yeah, I did not. I've, I've honestly, the only time I've ever experienced anything with the Virtual Console was the free game. Oh, no, I, I got two games that were like 10 cents during a promotion. Ooh. And then Katie, Katie got a Founders Edition 3DS. Oh, the, so. so you got the... Uh... The All those twenty games, game. I think it was. Yeah, something like that. The yeah. like, Wario Land Four was part of that, and, and Super like, Metroid, I think. Played. Yeah, Super Metroid. I don't know. You got you got a lot. There were a lot of games included in that, so that was pretty neat, actually. Yeah. Um. One good thing about it, and we're switching to another story, is Fax Fast RMX, which is a game they showed off during the Nintendo conference, which is. A racing game, basically. It's it's like F Zero, but it's not F Zero. Is they've released a price for it, and the price point seems to be twenty dollars, which is what I would say that it would cost. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty good. Um, it says that uh, while they sacrifice such things as resolution in order to make. Uh, fast racing Neo run at 60 fa- frames per second in tw- 720p. They were able to make fast RMX run at 1080p, 60 frames a second, even in four-player split screen. Uh, so everything it's going to run at 1080p, 60 frames a second on this game, which is, I mean, it's a racing game. So usually those games are the ones that do run that fast. But it's nice to know that they were able to you know, keep it so that you know they don't have to go down to nine hundred p like so many Xbox One titles have to go. Yeah. What do you think about this, Connor? Do you want fast racing RMX? I don't necessarily care for the racing game, but I am happy to hear that the hardware can handle these constraints as well as it can. Yeah, and of course, if you go down and you unplug it from the dock, it'll probably run at seven twenty p. Right. Of course. It will. Uh, uh, wait. 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 It will run at 720p because the screen is 720p. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm hesitantly excited for the Switch. I know a lot of people are kind of shitting on it right now, uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I should have some impressions of it hopefully next week for the podcast because I will be getting that and I believe five games. So you I'll be getting just send all of that my way and I'll do a review for you. Um no. Sorry, no. you you go ahead and think about it. <laughs> yes, I will think about it. Right as we talk about 343 Industries and Halo. So what was the biggest problem with the new Halo that was released, guys? Uh Halo 5? Yeah. I believe that would be that it was microtransaction trash. Actually, uh you're wrong. So, uh, what about you, Aro? What's your guess? Um, I mean, it it didn't really do all that much to change the formula. Well, that yes, that is part of it. But also, they didn't have split screen. You guys suck at this. Even though you have the story literally right in front of you. Oh, I thought we were just gonna, you know, play it up. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was getting that ham on, man. So, uh, split screen was taken away from Halo 5 because apparently it does take a lot more uh, power, horsepower to run two, uh, you know, individual screens. Well, yeah, you're rendering, you're rendering four different 
fucking things at the same what are they called viewports at the same yeah. time so you know it's it's pretty demanding and if you notice with halo 3 halo 4 um when they did split screen it actually cut the aspect 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 ratio down and so it gave you less of a screen to work with even less than what you would normally get off a of split screen so um what they've decided though is that because they took it out um people were really really not happy with them because one of the good things about halo was always that you know if you had a friend over you could say hey let's co-op this game tonight and so you guys would just run through the game and, and co-op it however with halo 5 you didn't have that option you had to play online or had to play uh over a network but you couldn't do split screen so they're bringing it back for halo 6 which is i think a positive what are what yeah. are your guys's thoughts it's cool i mean whatever some of my fondest video game memories were uh, were couch co-op sitting together. Uh, beating Halo One was something like that was the last game that my uh, the brother I'm closest with and I played together. Yeah, with like the goal of let's beat this together. That's always gonna have a special place in my heart. Yeah, uh, I always liked Halo One. The all right, you run in and die. You're low on ammo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I'll sit back, take them all out. Yeah, that was uh, great times. Great times playing Halo. Uh, that was it released sixteen years ago, I think. Yeah, think about that for a while. Jeebus, I am old. Uh, I really liked Halo. I, I, I honestly thought Halo Five was pretty good. I think that overall, it's a pretty strong game in the Xbox library, and I would, I would play it again if Aroa ever played the game, but he never does. No. I don't even have Xbox Live anymore. I let it expire. Yeah, after I bought it for you. Yeah. <laughs> we played we played like twice. Yeah. That's that's so this should be clear that the reason that I bought it for you was that I wanted to play rock band online. Yeah, and then it didn't have online. Does it have online now? Yeah, you have to buy the expansion pack. What? Seriously? Yeah. It's How like thirty bucks. Fucking Christ. Seriously? Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, um, I I yelled at them on Twitter because I was like, you know, if you guys were going to add in online through an expansion pack, um, maybe should have waited for the PC Kickstarter to like, but like maybe should have waited until you had that out before you launched the PC Kickstarter that wasn't going to have online. Yeah, that is that is some bullshit that they because uh, online should have been in there in the beginning. Yep. Absolutely. And the fact that they don't have it on there, it 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 was very upsetting because I wanted to play online with Aurora. But yeah. now they are requiring you to pay thirty more dollars. Does it come with games or is it just the un- are like songs or is it just online? Um it comes with like a whole other game mode and stuff. Like it's it isn't just the online play. Okay. It, it's at it's they're doing like Elite Dangerous. Um where you, you like with Elite Dangerous, you bought Horizons, and that right. basically gave you season two of Elite Dangerous. Um, that's kind of what they're doing with Rock Band. You, you buy uh, Rock Band Rivals, and you get the you get like this story mode thing, and you get online play, and I think you get like I think it adds practice mode and some other stuff. Which yeah. I mean, fine, but. Really, guys, online play had to put that behind a paywall. Like, yeah, that that pisses me off. I think I'm because right now I don't have any room in my room or in the living room or anything to set up my rock band stuff. So I think if I do end up moving in a couple months, then I will have in my uh, computer room. I'll have the rock band stuff set up actually, so I could actually play rock band every once in a while. Though I don't, I'm not very good at the drums. Never, never even was very good at them. Are you good at the drums, Aurora? I can play expert on every instrument. Nice, nice. Now you just need to put that much dedication into something that actually, you know, pertains to real life. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Right. 
Like I when I, in my heyday, I was probably in like the top five percent, like in the world. You should have done competitions. Um, I was going to one time and then I didn't do it. Why not? Uh, I got nervous. You fucking loser! I have a friend like that. Um, I won't say his name, but uh, you know, we've had we've had discussions where I'm like, dude, why don't you? He doesn't even have a GED. He's a smart oh, guy. God. Like he's a smart guy, um, but for some reason, like every time he goes to um, get his GED, like he panics and just leaves. Well, that's just retarded. Yeah, and then you know, same thing with high school. Uh, you know, he was with like he had to he had to make up a couple credits, but you know, it wasn't it was feasible that he could have graduated, and he just bailed, like. It's like he has some anxiety about like continuing on with his life, and so uh, you're that guy, Roa. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not not quite that bad. I mean, yeah. i i got I got a certification, and I just went in and went, "Hey, I'm here to for the certification." Yeah, and then I took the test and left and and passed. So good job, good job. Yeah. I had. I had another friend who went to go get the A plus certification, which I haven't got an A plus yet. I should at some point in my life, but it's like three hundred bucks. Fuck. So uh he went in, he took the exam. Six ninety nine was what he got. And he I needed, don't remember what I got. Yeah, he needed seven hundred to pass. Oh, well I got more than that, obviously. Yeah, so Balls. he was just like he is like, I'm looking at this and I'm just super pissed. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, that one point. All right, so we're gonna talk about something really, uh, actually important. Uh, if you are on a site, or if you are logged into a site that uses Cloudflare, uh, you should probably reset your passwords because Cloudflare has something called CloudBleed, which is a memory link uh, caused by a parser bug. Have you heard about this, Aroa or Connor? I have yeah. not. So was that a yes from Aroa? Yeah, I, I read about it earlier this week. Okay, so can you go into a little bit more detail about what this was? I, I've read into it, but I want you two to go over it, so it's not just me talking. Well, basically, um, Cloudflare is one of the single largest uh, services. Just sneezed. One of the single largest services on the internet. Um, uh, The way that I understand that their business works is one, they have a a CDN, which basically means that their like websites oftentimes won't host their own images. They'll host them on CDNs, which are constant content distribution networks. Um, So they're just other companies that kind of just act as big, big, boxes basically for storage uh right. amazon's amazon's cloud service is a cdn a- amazon web services yeah or, yeah yeah amazon web services um but cloudflare also has had this service that kind of gave them their name which is like uh, a ddos uh protection and yeah. stuff like that where it they basically intercept all of your communications between the website and and you and just make sure that you're not being malicious. And apparently some part of whatever the hell they have set up uh, ended up fucking up, and they they found that there was, there was like, one thing that was supposed to be an equal sign, but instead it was a greater than sign. Oh. And that, that caused a memory leak problem. And this uh, memory leak problem, when accompanied with a... A not necessarily poorly written website, but just like a website written incorrectly will allow for buffer overflow to then just kind of dump whatever the Cloudflare server has in memory into plain text on the web page. That's pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. (laughs) That's a disaster. Yeah, so basically like everything that was communication between like a users and websites was just kind of getting dumped out onto into plain text into pages that like even Google could index 
and shit like that. And this is stuff from everything from username and passwords to, and email addresses to, uh, in some cases, entire chunks of like communication, including like really sensitive data. And this was, and because of the nature of it, it was including like SSL encrypted stuff. Ooh, sounds good. Because, because basically your your SSL communication wasn't between you and the website. It was between you and Cloudflare, which would then kind of forward the data onto the actual web server. So Cloudflare was still intercepting your data as it was going. And so it, that too got dumped out. So like there are probably people, worst case would be like social security numbers getting leaked out. Yeah. But, um, from what I read, though, it was only like 150 websites were. Yeah, Cloudflare was very respondent, respondent, whatever. Responsive. They responded. Yeah, responsive. They they responded really quickly to this, and I think they got it locked down within like 45 minutes of the vulnerability coming out. Yeah. So. So. And even then, uh, we have that other article that says that it probably only affected maybe like 15 hundred uh websites like individually yeah i've looked at the list uh reet and entertainment is not on the list <laughs> so that's yeah, good. it was like it was like a lot of really old wordpress sites that no one gives a shit about yeah i think if you had an updated wordpress site wordpress site uh it didn't have much of an effect though there were some some uh sites that were affected that are pretty big like patreon yeah, that's pretty that's pretty bad. Um let me see. Do you, do you have any comments on this uh Connor? I mean, you're a you're a programmer, so That's a disaster. <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than that. Like they, uh, okay, what's what was the uh what was the service uh, CDW? Is that like branded and hosted or is that a freeware kind of thing? Uh CDN. I'm not sure if this is what did I say? See, yeah, is that uh, is that open source or what's the what's the deets on that? So Cloudflare is a service that you can use for free. That will basically it's supposed to make it so that your site is less vulnerable than it would normally be. So if somebody tries attacking you with a DDoS, uh, they right. Won't I got the gist do... of that. Yeah. I don't need you to explain that part again, uh, just because we're being recorded on that. But if I mean, this is something that's going to be covered in their. Uh, terms of use you know like user beware or something like that or how screwed are they on this well they they already fixed it yeah uh, i'm not talking about the the issue it's an easy enough issue to fix if it's a greater sign to an equal sign but i mean if there's any lost data that could be compromising that's gonna oh. be terrible this, oh this i see be, you're, uh, you're saying like what is the what's the backlash gonna be on cloudflare for this what's the repercussion here we're in a, a day we're in the days of very we're, we're treading lightly with how we handle data distribution right now, specifically yeah. with things like encryption and sensitive data. So putting these together to see disasters happen like this, this might have a negative impact on, you know, laws and regulations that end up happening in the near future. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm just trying to see what websites were affected. I don't think there's going to be much of a, of a backlash on Cloudflare because unlike other, um, companies they they responded really quickly and told everyone what was going on so yeah, like with sony years ago uh if you remember when they had the uh i forget what it was called what we were calling it at the time but they had their hack mm -hmm. you know they responded sh really awfully on that because it took them like a week before they even admitted that there was something wrong and then they shut down the service for three weeks like they did a bad job of uh of handling it with cloudflare it looks like they you know it was an easy enough thing to fix and then they came out right away and was like hey guys reset your passwords um you know we we've detected that only you know these ones were detected but um I think that I think that they'll be pretty good. I don't think anyone's gonna like stop using Cloudflare because of this. They might. It's possible that they might switch to a different one, but I don't think the repercussions are gonna be super terrible. What What about you, Aro? What do you think about that? Um, 
I'm kind of. I don't think. I don't think anybody's going to like stop using Cloudflare because of this. Because, like, at the end of the day, this could have been. This still could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah. I think because it could have not been found out within, you know, a, a reasonable amount of time. Um, it could have not been stopped within an hour. Uh, we've seen so many situations in the past where someone comes out and goes, we found out that like three years ago, uh, there was this big hack and we, all of our users data was compromised. Like it, it, we, we've seen stuff like the, like the Sony hack where fucking, they had to hand out identity theft protection to people. $1 million identity theft protection and free games. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Um, I think if anything, this is just more indication to people to get their shit locked down. Yeah. Because even if it's, if, if it's just your username and password getting leaked, as long as the site has two factor authentication, which if they're using Cloudflare, they probably do. Um, or at least they're more likely to, um, then you're, you're going to be fine because right. they, they're not leaking, you know, the TOTP key. They're they're just leaking your password. So, yeah, you can change your password because in the off chance that, well, not even the off chance, in the in the situation that you're an idiot and you use the same password for everything, you you guys don't do that, do you? Nope. No, of course I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I would. I why would I use the same password for for everything? I don't know, but I I personally have logged into your Facebook like four or five times now. So, do what's my password, huh? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Connor. So dreamy one, two, three. <laughs> God damn it. You knew it. But yeah, I mean, as long as you don't use the same password for everything or, and, or you have two factor authentication set up on everything you can. I mean, you're not even going to be in that much yeah, trouble. Two factor authentication is the way to go. Or, um, like beam has a weird thing where you can use an authenticator to log into beam. So, mm-hmm. um, it's like a security token type thing you put on your phone. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. So you it's can like have, Blizzard. uh, so does Blizzard. So does, uh, Square Enix has one for Final Fantasy. Actually, Final Fantasies was really good because I think a lot of MMOs have that. So Final Fantasy, uh, 11 had a, it wasn't a problem, uh, but there was a storage space issue on your characters. So you can only have, you know, so many slots to hold items. And if you had um, a security token, they would give you an extra bag that had that basically doubled the amount of space you had. So getting the uh, security token was actually a very good idea in that game because you got more space and you got two factor authentication. So anyway, um. Yeah, change your passwords, guys, on uh, anywhere that uses Cloudflare. So if you guys log into reitentertainment.com. <laughs> oh. They don't really need to log in. They just need to go to the website. That's your problem. You've been marketing it wrong this whole time. Well, no, 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 no. I meant you guys. You guys, oh, have, a ca- you guys have accounts on reitentertainment.com. I've been on there a couple times. Yeah. I could just change your password, too. So you could. You have any idea what hashing algorithm WordPress uses? Because I feel like I remember it being. Sh- uh, I think it's MD5 by default, okay. and uh, most most people like. I think it goes to SHA one uh, for SHA-1? most people. I think so. Because um, I was I was I was going to bring up uh, that coincidentally at the same time this week, and we don't have an article for it. But I thought it'd be appropriate. Uh, you guys know that SHA-1 is completely obliterated now, right? Uh, yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah, SHA-1. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Google, uh, some Google researcher, uh, well, group of researchers finally uh, put out a thing that was like, hey, we made uh, some software that can basically modify a file to the point that it's it's pretty much the same thing, but it matches the the SHA one hash of another file. So uh, it's a the SHA one collision attack, like worst case scenario. 
So basically anything that uses SHA-1 for hashing um, is no longer safe. Oh, that's that's lovely. That's lovely. Which it, it's not a whole lot anymore. The problem is that it's the few things that it still affects. Whenever it's not ancient websites that no one gives a shit about, it's stuff like, like healthcare or like big companies that have a lot of data. Like the place I used to work at used SHA one um, oh, for good. some of its stuff. Good. Uh, but the company I used to work at also oh. for one of their systems used MD five for their passwords. So you know, lovely. At least they're not like being they, stored in a plain text somewhere. Yep, they just store them in a plain text file, unencrypted. I've I, I've inherited systems similar to that. Um. Yeah, yeah. I used to. I mean, there's there's different ways to store the system, store store passwords. At at the very least, if you're gonna store passwords for like emails or or user emails or something like that, the very least, at least like make it a password protected Excel sheet or something. Don't do um, that. I, that's what I was saying. At the very least, just at yeah, least. Yeah, I mean, if you want to protect it, if you keep separated as comma separated values on certain encrypted, and that's uh, that's almost too convenient. Yeah. What were you saying? Because <laughs> well, I was gonna say Excel sheets. Um, you can get past the password protection on those in yeah. a few seconds. Yeah. Um, also use uh if you are gonna do stuff like that uh use what is it BitLocker. Oh yeah, yeah. So everything's encrypted. So if they do get it, you're they're not gonna be able to get stuff off Bit, the hard drive. BitLocker is legit. That will keep out uh other private parties. Yeah. Uh, it probably won't keep the government out because it's a product made by Microsoft. And they have a uh, key. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure they do somewhere. As a as a professional tech expert, I would just like to suggest uh, the the hammer method, which is <laughs> if ever you feel your data is compromised, just pull out your hard drive and, uh, and apply the hammer to it. Yeah, that's the that's the method Jared should have used. Actually, I I call that Thor protection. Yeah. No, but you did. Yeah, didn't get my reference, but that's okay. Yes, uh, yes Jared from Subway. It's yeah. dated. <laughs> well, I didn't, of, I didn't. I didn't know that's what he did. Uh, no, that's what he should have done. Oh yeah, I should have because uh, you know the whole sex with children thing. Yep. Yeah. And on that note, that's our podcast for, <laughs> for the week. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Yeah. Well, it was it was something. Yeah. Yeah. And I will uh, talk to you guys next week. And I'll have some information on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Oh, uh, yeah. That'll be, that'll be cool. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. By the way, before we leave, I should probably say that you should go. Uh, we're on iTunes. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to hawk ourselves. Uh, so we're on iTunes. Uh, and Google Play, and you can find the links below in the description if you want to click on that and then press the subscribe button. Uh, follow me on Beam, beam.pro forward slash Reeton. Uh, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Reeton. Uh, buy stuff from uh, my Green Man Gaming link down below. I, I'm not super affiliated with them anymore because I'm not doing the streams for them, but you can still click on that, buy with that link, and I get a little bit of money. Uh, Twitter is twitch dot or twitter.com forward slash Reeton. Twitch is twitch.com forward slash Reeton. Um, Aroa, is, you can find him where? Where can we find you, Aroa? Uh, Twitter at Aroa, Facebook at Aroa Entertainment, uh, Twitch at Aroa1337, YouTube Aroa1337, and my music blog is satanoscillate.tumblr.com. And what about you, Connor? Where can we find you? I can be found on the Twitter.com as cyberpunk underscore monk. I can be found on that's that's about it. I don't want to give you like my game accounts or anything. Go away. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you don't you don't do anything on YouTube anymore. You used to you did like one video of Shadowrun. Or not Shadowrun. Shadow? Um, um what was that other game? Uh Pathfinder. Well, you did. Yeah, you did. I, I streamed. I streamed Pathfinder a couple times, and nobody turned in. So I was like, "All right, yeah. frag well, this. I meant on YouTube. You did. You did the Super Mario. 
<laughs> yeah, don't remind me. Uh, and you're really bad at that game. Uh, you did that Chernobyl, something, something Chernobyl. Oh, I was doing Stalker for a while. Stalker. Those... Shadow of Chernobyl. The the problem was when I was playing that game was the computer could not actually handle that game running in the, the recording equipment at the same time. Uh, okay. I didn't know what I was doing, so I was just like, whatever, I'll get frame drops whenever I look down the scope. That'll be fun to watch. <laughs> and as I was editing it, I was realizing, wow, this is uh, awful. Yeah. I would say unplayable. Yeah. I, in fact, I think that'll about a lot of the Let's Plays. I, I don't have them any, I, I don't have any more listed on YouTube, but if you got the link, you could still find it. They're just they're cringy and awful, and it's the that kind of material that I don't want to be spreading on YouTube. That uh, makes sense. It's it's bad. Um, but yeah, you should get back into streaming coding or something. But I thank you guys for being here, and this is actually going to be the end. I'll talk to one or both of you next week. Goodbye. I don't believe Bye. it.